0: This is an Alert USA Threat Journal national situation update for the week ending Saturday, March 28, 2015. This week in security news, starting first in the Middle East. On Wednesday of this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding the start of a massive military offensive launched by Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and multiple Gulf states against Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen. According to Saudi Arabia's ambassador to the U.S., Adel al jaber The Saudi Kingdom will do anything necessary to protect the people of Yemen and their legitimate government. Quote, Having Yemen fail cannot be an option for us or our coalition partners. The principal reason for the attack is the danger posed by having an Iranian-backed government on the southern border of Saudi Arabia. The Saudis and Iranians are arch enemies. Middle Eastern news outlet Al Arabiya is reporting Saudi Arabia alone has deployed 100 fighter jets in the attacks. An additional 70 fighter aircraft have been deployed by the UAE, Bahrain, Kuwait, Jordan, Sudan, and Egypt. Coming next is a ground invasion. The Saudi government reports it has deployed 150,000 soldiers near the border of Yemen. Other nations reported to be contributing troops include Pakistan, UAE, Bahrain, Kuwait, Qatar, Jordan, Sudan, and Egypt. The U.S. has an Iwo Jima amphibious assault ship offshore with 2,000 Marines and a USS Carl Vinson aircraft carrier in the Persian Gulf off the coast of Iran. At the time of this report's preparation on Friday, the ground invasion had yet to be launched, though multiple media outlets are reporting the action is imminent. Late Friday, the White House reported President Obama had authorized logistics and intelligence support for the Saudi campaign. There are conflicting reports about when Washington was notified. While the usual lapdog media outlets are reporting that the White House has been at the center of the planning effort, Senator John McCain, chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee, has a different take on the matter. Here is Senator McCain.
1: Our closest allies in the region no longer trust us that they wait a matter of a few hours before beginning a major military operation. I've heard this from their leaders on many occasions, and now we have seen it translated into unilateral, when I say unilateral, non-American participation, major conflict. I understand why these countries, led by Saudi Arabia, did not notify us nor seek our coordination or assistance in this effort. And that is because they believe that we are siding with Iran. A Middle Eastern head of one of the Gulf countries told me, and I quote him, we believe that it is more dangerous to be a friend of America's than an enemy. But the Saudis did the right thing. The Saudis and their allies did the right thing. We cannot allow Iran to proceed unimpeded and and exert Persian domination throughout the region.
0: In all fairness, it is important to note that while Saudi authorities may not have proactively notified the DOD, most certainly the U.S. had to know something was up. It is nearly impossible to position 170-plus fighter aircraft from 10 nations as well as deploy more than 150,000 ground forces and all their equipment without setting off all kinds of alarms. Russia and Iran are demanding an immediate end to the airstrikes. And now we arrive at the always pressing question, why is this of any importance to Alert USA subscribers? There are multiple parts to this answer. The first has to do with a place called the Bab al-Mandeb Straits in the southwestern corner of Yemen, which is the gateway between the Indian Ocean and the Red Sea. Strategically and economically, the Bab, or the gate of anguish, is one of the most important waterways in the world. If Iran-backed fighters control this area of Yemen, commercial shipping and military vessels are at grave risk of attack from both the sea and land, particularly if Iran is fully in the mix. Even an attempted attack would have significant ramifications. Looking at a map of the region, one will see that there are only two ways to get from the Indian Ocean into the Mediterranean through the Red Sea and Suez Canal, or an extremely long trip around the southern tip of Africa. In a situation where Iran itself is ever under attack, hampering maritime traffic through the Bob or striking a ship or two in the 100-mile-long Suez Canal would be one of their highest priorities as movement of U.S. and other Western warships would be severely hampered. Next is a potential involvement of U.S. troops. At the time of this report's preparation, there have been no public reports of U.S. participation in offensive operations. Even if U.S. forces were involved, it is likely that there would be attempts to keep it quiet as Obama foreign policy decisions have put them in another jam. How do you realistically go about negotiating a nuclear deal with Iran at the same time as you are bombing Iranian troops and their proxies in Yemen while also backing up Iranian forces fighting against ISIS in Iraq? Another reason why events in Yemen are so important have to do with terrorism. As Alert USA Threat Journal has reported on multiple occasions over the past several years, Yemen is home to al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, the terror organization's most active branch. The group has amongst their ranks the master bomb maker Ibrahim al-Asiri, who is believed responsible for multiple previous attempted attacks on commercial aircraft, including the failed Christmas 2009 attempt to bring down an airliner near Detroit in the October 2010 plot to bring down cargo aircraft using bombs built into printer toner cartridges. According to Matt Olson, the former director of the National Counterterrorism Center, quote, this group, AQAP, is absolutely determined to try and carry out an attack on a U.S.-bound airplane. The prospect of AQAP trying to get a bomb on an airplane has been, for the past several years, at the top of the list for concerns of the U.S. counterterrorism community. Most recently, AQAP also claimed responsibility for the January terror attacks in Paris, which killed 12 people, and intelligence services report an increasing operational collaboration between AQAP and the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. And in the past few weeks, things have gone from bad to worse. When U.S. diplomatic staff and Marines made a hasty exit from the embassy in Yemen back in February, and then again this past weekend when U.S. special operations and intelligence teams were evacuated from Al-Anad Air Base, Rebel forces obtained a trove of U.S. intelligence files which were left behind and, in turn, delivered them with a bow to Iran. Current and former U.S. intelligence officials call this development a disaster for U.S. counterterrorism efforts. It is believed that the Houthi advance through Yemen may have just delivered crucial information about U.S. intelligence operations throughout the Middle East to a U.S.-listed state sponsor of terrorism. In the end, the more unstable and chaotic the situation in Yemen, the greater the difficulty in monitoring the terror group, and the greater the potential for expansion of Islamic terror operations here in the U.S. We urge listeners to pay close attention to events in this region. There are very specific reasons why the mainstream broadcast media is not reporting in-depth on these developments. Botched foreign policy decisions are at the very heart of these events, and the ramifications could be significant. For instance, something as simple as an attempted attack on oil tankers or cargo ships in the Indian Ocean, the Bab, or the Persian Gulf could send oil and gas prices skyrocketing in just hours. The outbreak of direct hostilities between Saudi Arabia and Iran, or the U.S. and Iran, could rapidly escalate to involve Russia. Listeners are reminded that Russia and Iran just signed a mutual defense pact in late January. You can find much more on this and other stories in this week's issue of the Threat Journal Newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. It's completely free. Alert USA continues to closely monitor developments in this region and will immediately notify service subscribers of changes in the overall threat picture as events warrant. In travel security news, listeners are reminded that in addition to a standing U.S. government issued worldwide caution and a separate worldwide travel alert, there are currently 41 additional travel alerts and warnings for individual countries around the world specifically identified as posing significant risks for U.S. citizens. If you are planning travel abroad, even to such common locations as the Caribbean, Mexico, or Europe, now more than ever, be smart about it and regularly check the U.S. State Department's travel website where information can be found about the security situation at your destination. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal National Situation Update for the week ending Saturday, March 28, 2015.